0: Amen. I his love, His love covers me. As as one of our children go out, I want you to begin praying right now. The twenty sixth of September, we're going to the waters of baptism. Uh, Jamie is uh, going to receive the gift and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of the waters of baptism. And I want you to pray. And I know that there are some others that are really, really close that this would be the time. I want to read one more passage of Scripture, that is Hebrews, but if you have your gospel, keep it open to Mark because we're really looking at this idea of disciple. What is a disciple? And I have received so many emails along the lines of, Pastor, can you talk a little bit more? I thought it was a process it is a process in the, in the event that we accept Christ and then we conform to his likeness in the, in the molding and the shaping. I wanted to read this passage right here and then make some words as we bring, as we preach the word of God this morning. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, therefore, you always look at what's above when you see that written. What is it therefore is what I always ask myself. Therefore, the preceding passage was talking about all these people who had faith and did not see Christ. But now after we have seen and have been received by Christ, what do we do? Therefore, since we are surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What does witness mean? To be a witness means that you see something, that that you're willing and able to report, that you're able to testify. In this particular passage, witnesses has a threefold meaning. The threefold meaning is those who have come before, the actions, the practices, the reputation of those who have come before. It also means in this passage, right now there are those watching you and I. They are looking to see how we are witnessing. And the the third way the use of all this in all of this one Greek word, witnesses, is the testimony we leave behind. The testimony that those who come after us, those who fall in this place, those who are in this place would say they knew, they walked, they lived the Lord. Therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us fix our eyes, as the scripture says, on Jesus, the pioneer, the beginning, the perfecter of our faith we come to the gospel passage where Jesus is walking along. R- remember, I want you to keep in mind this idea of witnesses because it's so very important. Jesus is walking along, they're strolling. I like that word stroll. A lot of times if, if I'm walking with Missy, she says to me all the time, pick up the pace, pick up the pace. But if I go too fast, I can't see what's happening around I like to kind of stroll and just look. And She wants to do the power walking. She wants to move on. But Jesus, I think, was strolling with his disciples. And they were talking. They were, they were enjoying the moment. And he looked at them and he said, You know, who, who do people say that I am? And I, and I know they thought that was a good question. It, was, it seemed like such an easy question. John the Baptist, Elijah, the prophets... You're a good guy, Jesus. And then he he looks and for whatever reason he, he looks at Peter and he asks Peter, but who do you? Who do you say that I am? And that is a question when it comes to us. That is a question that each of us has to answer if we are willing if we are desiring to be a disciple and remember a disciple is a Christian it is a person who is following love in love with Jesus he turns to Peter and he says Peter whoa can't you just feel the pressure can't you just feel that, that it's, it's changed now? It's, it's, it's not a public opinion, but who do you say? Who do you say that I am? And I will remind you, we, we, we know the rest of the story because I've just read it before we are so hard on Peter. Remember in Matthew's gospel, when Jesus asked Peter the same question, Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, And then Jesus said to Peter, upon you I will build my church, Petra, on the rock. I will build my church and the great gates of hell will not prevail. And yet in Mark's gospel, Mark wants us to hear carefully and quickly and powerfully, Peter says, no, no, Jesus. After after Peter had said, you are the Messiah. And Jesus said, yes, you are right. But that's going to be, that's going to be a difficult process. I have to suffer, I have to die, I have to, I have to go to the cross. And Peter said, Jesus, Jesus. Let's think about this. And we see a flash of Jesus. We see Jesus saying, Stop! Get thee behind me, Satan. How in the world did we go from zero to hundred? That quickly. Well, I think it's we have to say that Peter's heart was in the right place. But he was trying to protect Jesus, and he, and he had this idea that there may be an easier way that we could, that we can easily go toward the cross, that we can do some things that may lessen the impact. And Jesus said, No, 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 you are trying to decide, you're trying to determine, you're trying to reason with human mind, but I have to go to the cross. Get thee behind me. I can make this example, and, and maybe this would make more sense to you. Suppose, and, and maybe you have at one time or another, maybe you've gone on the South Beach Diet or, or one of these programs that says no sugar. I, I tried those. I, I tried the no sugar and the family could not stand me. <laughs> eat it, eat it. But suppose you're on that and no sugar, no carbs, and, and someone comes to you and, and really intending well and they say, you know, if you just have this little piece, it'll be okay. You won't blow it. You can get back, just, just enjoy, just, just have this little piece of bread or just have this cookie. And, and, and we realize, we realize, don't we, that it's difficult. If we do that, then, then there's more. And, and, and Peter would say, why don't, why don't we take this slower, Jesus? Why don't we do this in a, in, a, in a human time frame? Why don't we do this to where it will not be as painful to you? And Jesus says, stop, stop. I'm going. I'm going in the direction that God has led. And then he turns to, I I want you to notice in your scripture, uh, it's very important. Jesus looked at his other disciples, and then he focused on Peter, and he says these words If you want to be my disciple, You need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. What are your expectations of Jesus? I know that's a loaded question. But what do you you expect of Jesus? Because what we want and and what is promised many times are, are two different things. Jesus said, would you come and Deny yourself and follow me. Take up your cross. You remember where we were 20 years ago? This, this whole weekend, we're remembering 9-11. We're remembering those who gave the sacrifice, those who stepped in, those who lost their life, almost 3,000 people, and all those that, that ministered and cared and loved that are still with us that have the scars. Remember, remember the phrase that we heard so often, united we stand? I'm telling you, my friends, there is nothing like a church that gets united around Jesus. That, it's, that draws us that is that is our ability that is our power to be united to answer the question Jesus says but who do you say who do you say that i am who in your heart am i to you to you take up your cross it's not sitting it's not sitting and 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 watching on the TV until something gets uncomfortable and we flip to another station. Take up your cross. Put down the thing that holds your attention is what Jesus is saying. And lift your eyes on me. Remember the Hebrews passage. The Jewish people were going through all kinds of persecution and he said, therefore, fix your eyes on Jesus. Take up your cross. Put down the things that... In your heart, the things in your heads that, that have your attention and fix your eyes on me. Who do you say that I am? Is Jesus a Christ? Is he a companion? Is he your savior? He's, is he your friend? Who do you say that I am? Is he your Lord? Your Lord. Take up your cross and follow me. In the and the practice that I've had in every church and we are beginning this in this church and it's it's a wonderful thing. I am visiting with the deacons and we're we're going out and we're we're in homes and, and I really look forward to that. And we've had some already some good visits and, and I look forward to teaming up with, with with our deacons, with our servant. And let me remind you and, and ask you go ahead and pray, 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 pray for next Sunday, because we're gonna ordain three to deacon ministry, and they're all here this morning, and I want you to lift them up. But in a former church, I was visiting with, with one of the deacons, and he had quite a sense of humor. And we were going around to some of our members, and one of the ladies in the church, she was a member. She was, she was a funny lady. You didn't ask her. If, if you ask her what she thought, you, got, you better be ready for an answer because she's going to tell you there was zero filter there. And we know people like that, don't we? But this guy was one of my deacons and he, um, we were visited together, and he had a little bit of hair in the very back. He had just a beautiful head, but just a little bit of hair in the very back. And he said, let's go in and see Judy. <laughs> he said, I, I want to give Judy a hard time. I, I, I haven't been able to visit in her home, but we'll just visit with Judy at, the, at her beauty shop. I love that word beauty shop. And so we went in there, and Judy did, did not have a customer. So my friend Tommy, sit, he sat right down in her chair and he said, Judy, I want you to work me over. I want you to leave my front just, I want these locks of hair just left full. I want them to where they can bounce around and I want to leave my back as long as possible, not a mullet, but long as possible. And she swung swung him around in that chair, and she said, look at yourself. Then Then she took the chair, and she wheeled it back around, and she held these scissors, and she said, these scissors are not a magic wand. I can only use what you give me. And I have thought of that so often. I can only use what you give me. In other words, there's no need to hope and think for a big head of hair. I can only use what you give me which is a pretty powerful theological statement. This is what Jesus is saying here. If you want to be my disciples, I can only use what you're willing, what you're able to give, what you submit to me. I can only use what you give me. Look throughout the Bible and that theme is contained. He will not bust through he will not grab it he will not take it he will not guilt you he will not force you he can only use what you're willing and able to give in submission and in love in turning your eyes that that was so beautiful what Catherine played earlier to turn our eyes on Jesus See, we've we made, we made the process. We've made it into a process of being a disciple. We do this, we do this, and then we graduate to that. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be my followers, let's see what he says right here. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. That is is the path. That is the path to joy. That is the path to purpose. That is is the path to strength. That is the path to eternal fulfillment. See, Jesus can only use what we are willing to give. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week to think about what does it mean? What does it mean for me to deny myself? I would tell you that one of the easiest things that I I tell people over and over is daily, say, not my will, but thine, Lord. What do you want me to do? Not my will, I'm ready. Not Not my will, Lord, but... This is a new day. Not my will. I I really lived for me. How do I live for you, Lord? Not my will, but thine. Be done. That's a process. We do it over and over and over and over until we begin. We begin to look more and more like Jesus. Turn your eyes on Jesus we haven't answered the question, have we? I have to answer the question. You have to answer the question. But who do you say Jesus is? I want you to ponder that. I want you to struggle with that. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to look and see what does that mean for him to be the Christ of my life? He's told us here, deny ourselves, take up the cross, and hang out. Follow Jesus. Let's talk. Let's talk this week, remembering he can only use what we're willing to give that the answer to the question who do you say that I am is where the power is it's where the power is for this fellowship of believers known as the first family to fix our eyes now this week we're going to have some Bible study and we're going to have some opportunities for growth, but it all is around that question, who do you say that I am? The living Christ. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. Sometimes, Lord, your word comes to us and it, and it feels hard, it feels jagged, it feels difficult. But, Lord, it is, it is the way of purpose and peace and joy. I thank you, Lord, that in this season, this season of the church here, the, the season of our life when, when so many things and COVID still is raging and, and we're, we're struggling on so many sides, Lord, you told us, keep our eyes on you. And it's not only going to be okay, it's going to be all right. It's going to be incredible. Lord, we hear you, we see you, and we love you. Give us strength and power to follow. And all of God's people said, amen.